It's been, it's been, it, it, it's been, 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 it's been, been, been. Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they rock or whine, from here before to sunshine, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I try not to chew my co-host, Evan. If I make an error, I can always make it better with my co-host, Saker. Wow. What's the biggest error you feel like you've made in your life? Oh, God. I don't want to talk about it. All righty. Very good. I've never killed anyone, and I don't think I've ever seriously injured anyone. Yeah. But so you've... I'm happy to that. I'm happy in that regard. Yeah. That was a shitty question. You're right. I, I wouldn't want to talk about my biggest faux pas either. Yeah. I think my, but that's, what's nice is that I think both of our biggest things are faux pas, right? Hopefully. I ha- I, yeah. I have some things I really, really regret that I did and that I'm, I would be super embarrassed if anyone ever found out. And that's like, that's why I'm simultaneously terrified. Like if dying and there's like a heaven and people actually get to see like my life, like there are a couple things that would just like terrify me that i would never want to come out yeah and these are they're they're idiotic things i did when i was a kid and you know that's everyone has those but yeah man 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 they're embarrassing how real are we gonna get on this podcast is this patreon episode a real real episode no it's not all right i don't want to get real unless you want to talk i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything more than that and that i'm incredible they're they're embarrassing they're not bad okay all right right Yeah. yeah i would say that's about it yeah I mean, an error. Yeah, I guess that can be an embarrassing but not bad thing. Okay. All right, good. Whew. Uh, so what else can we talk about at the beginning of this episode, <laughs> Ev? Um, what's, uh, what's to your left? Washing, washing machines. Ooh. If you make an error on your clothes, you can always get it out with a washing machine. That, always. Are you the type of person? I am the type of person, and my partner yells at me. Not yells at me about this constantly, but... Uh, pleads with me to stop i overload the shit out of my washing machine i don't actually do my own laundry my partner likes doing laundry which is fucking amazing so he does all my laundry unreal wow and i've I've checked i checked in with him this isn't like one of those things where i've been like you know pushing emotional weight onto my partner like i've checked in multiple times over the course of our relationship that and he says yeah i just like doing the laundry and i like folding them and putting them away like it's something that is like zen and relaxing for me kind of like how i like going grocery shopping and making food and he he really doesn't so you know it's one of those opposites attracts things wow good on you that's you you got a keeper there my friend but i certainly would overload it if i uh did it i mean we do it the same way the dishwasher is a good analog i overload the fucking shit out of the dishwasher and i always run it on uh um like this the the lowest cycle right like the like the eco slash energy saver cycle yeah because it saves money in (laughs) electric 50 cents yeah yeah, it saves water and money and it's like more environmentally friendly even if our dishes don't get a hundred percent clean they still get sterilized and that's like my thing like that's all i care about like i don't mind taking up a plate and seeing like a little like crusted on piece of something i'm like "Eh, i don't care yeah it got sterilized i was always told that you should clean your plates the the dishwasher truly is just to sterilize them you should wash them before you put them in the dishwasher you can leave them soapy because the dishwasher's job is to clean them off rinse them like make sure that they they're they're good but yeah mm-hmm. i so I'm, i guess i'm with you well, that's uh, older those are older dishwashers nowadays you can just stick the fucking things in oh like with not newer dishwa- with, no can you with, yeah with our, we just got a new dishwasher i want to say last year mm-hmm. you'll remember it got installed on my birthday i do remember this yeah i was over i believe <laughs> yeah we through a big surprise party and everybody came in and then the guy's like i'm come i'm here to install your dishwasher <laughs> that's right yeah that's right that was a lot so, of fun that was your big surprise 
I was super nervous because I don't like I don't, I get agitated. But I mean, your partner had orchestrated it so well that the dishwasher man came, and it just so happened to be your friend from elementary school that you hadn't seen in fifteen years, Mark. Uh, and Mark Jeffries. Mark Jeffries. So that was fun. Yeah, he stayed for a piece of cake. It was a good time. No, it was a. He was a guy who watched YouTube videos about how to install my dishwasher. Did he really? Yeah, he was not a professional dishwasher installer, and he made a bunch of mistakes that we've had to since like fix. Oh no! Where did you find him? Well, it's a long fucking story. We bought the dishwasher uh, on Black Friday from Sears, which went out of like which like went. Co- bankruptcy like the very next day yikes so we got the dishwasher and the guys like brought it and we're like all right well i paid for an install and they're like oh we don't do installs we just deliver what? and so i called sears and they're like well we don't we there's no way you could have possibly ordered an install because we don't do installs and i'm like you on your fucking website like and so it was a back and forth it was a lot of frustrating it took me about four days and probably about 13 or 14 calls and finally they admitted that they did installs and they're like yeah we'll send somebody and by send somebody they mean like call subcontract to subcontract to get like a local handyman to come out and it took him like six months to come out and he came out on my birthday and uh watched a youtube video about how to install a dishwasher (laughs) what a nightmare well jesus fucking christ i could do that myself like if i want to install a dishwasher badly i'm the guy to do it oh boy wow that sucks i i had no idea that there was a a genesis of that story but it's a good one on my birthday but you know what sometimes we do make mistakes in life and of course looping back around when we make mistakes we can always use an eraser our song this week is called Eraser. Eraser, featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. If you've never 1996 heard... 1996 Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> vehicle Eraser. If you Wait, was that an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah, I think it was. Like, remember Eraser? Not at all. Not in the least, oh, but there it, it like, is. It was like... It's like when they were putting out that slew of like Schwarzenegger movies. Like it came in like like nine the, the mid like ninety six I want to say. Sure. And it was like him and uh, Vanessa Williams was she the female lead? I don't rec. I mean, there's certainly a female lead that I yeah Vanessa Williams. There you go. And then like it was the story was about like he is like a an eraser for like the witness protection program where he like fakes people's deaths. Wow, that sounds fun. And like a professional that guy. And then like the the plot revolves around and I'm I'm just doing this from memory like. I, like pulse rifles like rail guns that like can see through walls and shit and you can like shoot through a house and kill Whoa. somebody with an electromagnetic pulse or something that's, i don't know that's some perfect dark shit uh i do love that there's a mob witness in the movie named johnny castiglione <laughs> oh yeah and he johnny castiglione has a cousin named two toes <laughs> that's so good yeah, i remember like four things about the movie and one of them is that and like i remember like johnny castiglione is like the 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 guy that the in the initial like scenes like like schwarzenegger is like erasing him uh-huh. to like show how how competent he is like right. like faking this guy's death so the mob doesn't like whack him and then like midway through the movie schwarzenegger gets betrayed or something and has to like ask this guy for help so this guy like asks his mob contacts and they like help schwarzenegger which like invalidates the whole erasure sure. in the first act <laughs> like i remember being like wait what the fuck man uh roger ebert wrote there were so many plot holes that it helps to have a short attention span <laughs> so okay cool yeah um anyway oh this is another movie when the bad guys are on the train oh no they're not on a train they're like on a car about to get hit by a train and then like you just got erased or something like that (laughs) and then like but they all like they're they fart and like shit themselves i remember that too (laughs) for real yeah oh man can we do five good uh kind of eraser themed arnold puns uh do you know what i mean like uh i just erased her (laughs) that's good (laughs) 
uh, you can, uh, uh, I call you polio because I'm a penicillin and I have an eraser. <laughs> that guy needed to go because he's a racist. Oh, that's good. Um, hey, I'll erase you to the corner and loser has to die. <laughs> erase war. <laughs> the end. Good. The Loved end. it. Those are five. And those are all good. Uh. Our song this week is called Eraser. If you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Ebo eraser. Um, what did you what you feel about this one coming straight off the uh, straight off the bat? Um, definitely a Kev song. Chorus forever. Chorus front. Chorus forever. Like, <laughs> it's not a Kev song unless he repeats the chorus eighty times. I I wanted to t- like dip real 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 deep into the chorus because it's a weird riff on Speed Racer, right? Is that that's obviously what it's supposed to be? Yeah. I guess. Eraser. I don't like it felt like it was supposed to be Speed Racer. I don't but as a, as well, an We know an, they love anime, so That's what I was about to say, but we sense. also know that Steve has lied to us and said that he wasn't an anime boy before. <laughs> so my brain was going in all different directions with well, this. Well, this is song. all this is 100% Kev. This is Kev's song. It is a Kev And it's weird that Kev got sole writer credit because all five of the Bare Naked Ladies sing on this song, which is awesome. Right. It's so much fun to hear. Um, I do kind yeah. I just wonder what the genesis of that, uh, of that chorus was. Probably, uh, Kevin likes choruses and he didn't have a song to fill them with. So he <laughs> just decided to draw it out as long as possible. Like that, in the live version. Sure. Checks out to me. Oh, so can we get into that one real quick? That live version where Which Ed, one? Ed and Kev have a contest to see who can hold the E longest. Was it the one in California for kids or was it one in London, Ontario? Oh, this is just one called Ed and Kev eraser contest. Ah, uh, okay. There, this is a totally different one. So yeah, this oh, is this is something they do a lot, I uh, guess. They must, yeah. Uh, they they have a contest to see who can hold the E note at the beginning the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I watched, uh, it ended up being a tie at 28 seconds. Uh, I was very impressed with both of them. But the best part is they're doing they're like just talking and riffing beforehand. Um, Ed is is a little piff, pissed because Ty is rooting for Kevin. Um, and, uh, he says, uh, and then Jim is like, yeah, I'm kind of rooting for Kev too. And Ed is like, well, that's not fair. Both of you have to be impartial. And Ty says the following, I can't root for a cocky son of a bitch. I'll put my money on the sweet guy over here, which (laughs) totally validates everything that I think about the bare naked ladies. Like, I don't know. Uh, tell me about the, uh, the one that you watched. There were two of them. One of them was in California and it was when they were, uh, like, doing a, a promo for snack time right and it was just a bunch of kids and they did just the um like uh ed, ed and jim were like riffing on each other and they were like uh well this is kevin wrote this song so i think he could explain it better and kevin goes um this is this is a song about erasers called eraser <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's all he said i like i understand the monetary reason to write a children's album but once you make that decision in your brain how do you come up with your song ideas? Like at some point, Kevin had to be like, 
I don't know, I guess. Like, just looking at his desk? I like, how the fuck do you even think to come up with a song about an eraser? And I'm not like, whoa, aren't these guys so totally crazy? A song about an eraser? What are drugs are they doing? But, like, it's so banal and so dumb, but it's a good song. Yeah, it's not a bad song. And I think that, I mean, it works again as a kid, a kid's thing. Yeah, it does. I just, I, it's, I, I just want to know what Here's was- what I- Here's here's my uh, here's my mental image of Kevin Kevin Hearn. I want to write I want to write a song for snack time. I really really want one, and I know that I'm the sweetie boy, and so I got to write a sweet song about like children. So I'm thinking back to when I was a child, and he's like doing this. He just spent like he spends like four days, and sure. like Steve's like I'm gonna write I'm gonna write a song about farts, and Ned's like <laughs> I'm just gonna spitball a bunch of nonsense and put it to a really catchy tune. Sure. And uh, Jim's like uh, I'm having a kid, so I'm gonna write a really touching song about them growing up. And Kevin goes Ah oh, fuck, I was gonna write a really touching song. Oh no um shit 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 so he's just writing and like writes writes a whole song out erases it writes another song erases it. sure then there's that moment where like he runs out and like the eraser just tears the page and then there's like the the chorus comes up and you just see him looking at the eraser as he like like it just like beams straight into his head and he's like yes yes yes." yep that's exactly how it happened and then he goes what should i do okay let's write a song about erasers and he just goes eraser 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 and he writes it 12 times and he's like Okay, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, I do love when you look up the lyrics on Google, it says eraser and then in parentheses repeated numerous times, like too <laughs> many for them to even count. Like, fuck it, just whatever, a bunch. Um, yeah, but this is a Kevin jam. I'm going to yeah. break our kayfabe a little bit. Uh, Ev, we are coming off of reviewing uh, track one off of Blomin, which is Serendipity. Coming off of Serendipity, this is the Kevin I want to hear. Not serendipity Kevin, which was kind of a bummer for me, but fucking, I want to hear him being fun and interesting and energetic because I I don't, I feel like he works on two levels. He works when he's writing sad shit, like Hidden Sun, and he works when he's writing energetic fun shit, right? But there's no middle ground because serendipity is like a sweet song that tries to be positive, but there's nothing, it's just, nothing i don't know see i disagree i don't i think kevin has sad introspective and that's all like i feel like this is a good song it's energetic but like i don't feel like he's he's like in his element here and it kind of sounds like even on the opening where he's like saying eraser like his voice is like all pitchy and like like he's like yeah like and then like when they're all doing the lines like i just felt like kevin came off like the the worst in that because it's like steve is like belting out like i do try it and then ed's doing his funny voice like i can't deny it yeah. and then i'm gonna need a little and like it just sounds like a wisp at the door i might have to redo it i might have to work through it and i try not to chew it because i just shouldn't do it because i might need my little Oh, see, and I I 100 I disagreed, and I respect that it doesn't work for you, but I even wrote in my notes that line, because I might need my little. The way he does that run of notes, because he does sound wispy, but he goes, because I might need my little. <laughs> it delighted me so much hearing this man who has no vocal power, it feels like, try to really, like, yeah. psych up kids, like... And maybe it was the, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, very different, uh, you know, uh, a wispy man trying to do something not wispy that delighted me, but I don't know. It was fun. I think Kev should write a song about closet monsters. 
Yeah. That's it. Sure. That'd be that'd be easy. That seems like a kid's song. Unless yeah. your emotional jam about being scared at night and uh, finding out that the closet monster is your friend. Easy. That would be a ton of fun. That's the plot of Monsters, Inc., but I think it would be perfect. Yeah. It's the plot of everything. There's yeah. There's like 32 of those. That's probably true. Um, He did write for this album one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of the 24 songs are credited solely to him. And then some of them Holy are credited shit. to Bare Naked Ladies, which presumably he had his fingers in those two. So almost half this album he had his fingers in. Wow. Wild, right? That's that's insane. Yeah, yeah. So this is a real Kev heavy album. Kevy, um, you mean? Kevy, yes. This is a Kevy. This is this album is Kevy as hell. Um, so I'm excited as we go forward to see if we can't uh, uh, pick out. Uh, you oh, know, geez, but but the Snack Time trilogy are three of those eight songs. They certainly so. are. Yes, indeed they yeah. are. Um, so uh, hand claps. The song has some fucking great hand claps. Uh, this song feels like you are in a circle and everybody's stomping their feet and clapping their hands. There's one I know person you're a hand clap connoisseur. And if you're going to put hand claps in a song, kid's song. Sure. Absolutely. That's the perfect medium for a hand clap. This is the way to do it. Although this one is weirdly not a children's song to me because it it it's like the children's Bohemian Rhapsody. Right? Well, they do do a they do a Queen tribute like towards the end. Yeah, I mean, was it a Queen tribute? I felt like it was almost a Supremes tribute. No, no, no. The okay, so when the song is basically over and uh, um, Kev's voice goes, "I need my little," and then it goes into eraser, like basically eraser. like a Pink Floyd a, a Pink Floyd breakdown. Yeah, like so it's like a sort of groovy like sixties seventies like Pink Floyd with a with backing vocals and then it goes into the uh queen tribute which is like eraser eraser like that so i think that they were purposely nodding towards like i don't know why because they made they might have been influential bands for kevin who the fuck knows yeah uh but yeah those those definitely felt like tribute to me I mean, maybe this is supposed to be a tribute to Bohemian Rhapsody because it does. It feels like three different songs that they like chopped. Like we have these individual ideas or or thoughts for songs. And we're just going to mash them into one. But unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, it only goes for like a minute 30. Great. Love it. Bohemian Rhapsody is as a karaoke KJ occasionally too mm-hmm. fucking long. Like yeah. it is annoying to get somebody up there who's going to sing Bohemian Rhapsody because you know it's just going to take forever and they're they're doing it because they think the crowd is going to love it and nobody loves it because it just means that they're not going to get to go sooner. Um, so you just go get a drink or something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that eraser at the end, which is what you're talking about, is weird because it sounds like a record skipping to me. Um, yeah, I didn't like that. The crackling. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. It, it, they already repeat the chorus a billion fucking times. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I know exactly why, because they're erasing it and trying it again. Oh, uh, sure. I get that. I get that. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah. I, like the 50th time I listened to it, I was not a fan. Yeah. Um. I, uh, I think this, man. Okay. So let's talk about the lyrics real quick. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to comment on about the lyrics. Is that correct? Yes. It's about an eraser and how good they are. Yeah. Like, I wrote that this this is weird, but this might be the most factual, fact-based BNL song. Every part of it is true. You can draw a, pen, a stencil with a pencil. You shouldn't chew on your erasers. <laughs> like, it's style over substance, 100%. Usually we can dig in deeper, but we can't. I draw it with a pencil because it's just a stencil. If I do, we try it. Well, then I can't deny it. 
gonna need my little I don't know. That's Form it. follows function. It's a functional song. Um, but I did uh, musically. I wanted to talk about the most important part of the song for me, which is Steve's section, uh, where we get this. What I felt like was a Supremes backup singer tribute. The production value was so high on this, and we mm-hmm. have Steve feeling to me. It felt like he was doing his best parody of Gordon era Steve. Like he's doing a break your heart sort of like <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if there was a break your heart for children and it was about erasers like and it's it's very it killed me I thought it was so good so but there's a there's an element of sexiness to it isn't there yeah he's like a lounge he's doing like a lounge singer sort of thing right I guess yeah I could fix it but like you could feel the like tension you could cut which is even weirder when you watch him like live at borders with a room full of children he's like i could fix it but I, like it's like this is a weird make it better i don't know do you think steve performs any snack time songs ever on his solo stuff solo tour well I would say God no, and I think the answer is probably God no, because he we know that he did not want to do this album. This is not his mm-hmm. choice. It wasn't his desire. So I couldn't get him to sing Ninjas if we ever saw him live again. Well, he's doing this set of quarantine shows right now. He's done two of them, and the third is coming up next Saturday. Uh, they've sold out. There's 100 tickets to each. There's Zoom meetings. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but, um, but they're all uh, request-based. And um, our friend, oh. friend of the podcast, uh, Emma, uh, has gone to both that have happened so far. Um, wow. She's a big Stephen Page girl. Emma, you know fake. You know fake. <laughs> I know she almost certainly doesn't listen to us, but you know fake. She doesn't listen to our mainstream podcast. There's no way she's listening to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, they've been all request-based, and he's done shit from Page One, from Vanity Project, from Bare Naked Ladies, from all over the, the verse, but no snack time songs. So I can imagine he probably for has forsaken his snack time songs. Disgusting. A bummer. Yeah, I would love to hear ninjas. That would be uh that would be a delight. But uh yeah, I don't know what else does he do on the, I I feel like ninjas is the standout from this album for Yeah, him. That's, well ninja he doesn't do anything else. That's the only song he ever wrote. Like he wrote for this album, and I bet he sings some other ones. I just don't remember them off the top of my head. Yeah, he performs a, a few. I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. There's a couple that he wrote with Ed. Um but yeah, that's that's really about it besides for the ninjas. Um yeah, interesting. I don't think we've ever talked about this. Um, but they've returned to uh, uh, Michael Philip Oljuota for this album to produce this album. He produced Gordon, oh, yeah? which is interesting mm-hmm. to me uh, that we've we've kind of like looped back around to Gordon on this, which is I don't know. It's fun. I think it's a it's just well, such a. F- I feel like Gordon is the most childlike album that they they created. So that, I think that yeah. that that makes a lot of sense to me. For sure, I was gonna say that. And if you want to keep like uh, Gordon, I think. The other albums, later albums are more, far more polished than Gordon, but I feel like Gordon has the most energy of yeah. any album. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think those bouncy synths are very funny. I can imagine the very sound of them tickling a child. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need my little... 
Or like when he's a uh, like the fiftieth time they say eraser, they put like a uh, electronic boops and beeps in there, like a sure. boing, that's like a it's real like a bedside manner sort of thing. <laughs> it's a Kev thing to do. I feel like he adds those sometimes, especially when as as you know serendipity has told us they've kind of given him. Sometimes they just hand the reins over to Kevin and say, "Do what the fuck you want," which is great. He um, does. Oh, he yeah, does. he does. Uh, Ev, anything else to comment about this song? Um, one of the live versions, Robert Meningioni, our favorite little drum tech, came out and sang Steve's part. Oh, nice. That's fun. Why? Was Steve not there? This was after Steve left. Oh, they're still so they doing Robert, this. Robert oh, Meningioni. Wow. It's hard for me to imagine them doing the song after Steve. Cool. I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised Tyler doesn't sing more. Like, I feel like Tyler has a good voice and we never get to hear it. Yeah. Like out loud i mean except at concerts he belts he'll belt out like a queen song or something yeah. right yeah absolutely so i don't it it has to be a personal choice because i feel like the other bnl boys would be fine with him like putting a voice singing something right yeah um i wonder if and again this sucks because i don't know much about later bnl then we're really going to be the know nothing podcast but i truly wonder if we do get more um tie after this if we get some tie actually on the mic um i would doubt it i would say probably the answer is no um, yeah i mean he's always hitting the backup vocals he's always there and he's pretty solid in that but i feel like he has at least as good a voice as kevin or jim yeah. probably better than jim and yeah. about as good as kevin like i feel like I, it, so he just must not want to sing yeah yeah i'd say it's probably true maybe he's one of those people that can't drum and sing at the same time he does though shit because he does backup vocals yeah yeah you're right maybe he just in his brain he's reprogrammed himself to think of that as just extra drumming it's just vocal drumming where he has to say the right syllable i am the friend of you (laughs) (laughs) so he could do it because he thinks of it as percussion i Uh, am the friend of you (laughs) tyler's famous line (laughs) i hope you can be it too (laughs) (laughs) this is the alien uh, from uh, the Impossible Whopper uh, pod person wrote that song. Um, was that last episode or this one? I can't remember anymore. Nobody um, does. Evan, my favorite YouTube comment uh, from this song is someone named Guy two months ago wrote. So we're in the, the year of our Lord 2020. And he wrote just this. It's the only comment on the song. I need this song to erase all of my mistakes in life. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit guy that's the only comment on this song and it's two months ago how sad poor guy anyway fucked up fucked up if true um evan let's walk around to rating this song as you know ev we rate this song on a scale of children to no children we rate the song on a scale <laughs> of dink to uh to irish catholic we rate this song on a scale <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing else. Uh, so on a on a child rating, where does this song fall for you? Oh God, I am. Um, were you ever in Power to the, Power of the Pen? Yeah, of course. In elementary school. Oh, it still exists. Yeah. Oh, of course. Shut the fuck up. I'm a teacher. Of course. <laughs> oh, it's still okay. So it still exists. That's good. Like I, I wasn't. I really didn't consider myself a writer until like late college uh-huh. where I actually was like writing for in earnest, but like I always wanted to be. So I was always like, I was in power of the pen and like, like doing all this stuff right. as a kid. Um, also because, you know, my parents insisted I do a bunch of electives and shit like that. Like most 
you know, 90s helicopter parents did. Right. So, um, so I'm away uh, for the weekend at a Power of the Pen camp. Good times. They have us all split up into groups doing our little exercises. And then like every like hour or two, you'll circle back and you go into a classroom with like a dozen other kids and you get like a prompt. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to remember what my prompts were. Oh, one of them was like, think of a time, think of a time in a character who feels stress. Yeah. Was one of them. Sure. And I remember uh, writing a story about a knight who was stressed out to be a knight and didn't want to um, be part of be a knight anymore and fell in love with a dragon or something, some shit like that. Cute. Because that's what I did. Sure. So I'm writing that. And uh, I remember just like my hand cramping up because back in the day, you didn't have the little typies. You had to use your little pencils, your little wooden pencil that you sharpened. Sure. So I'm writing, writing, writing. They're like, they're like 30 kids in the middle of the, in the room the first time saying, you know, Time goes by, getting towards the timer. There's the woman sitting there looking at me, down to like six kids, and we're all just writing because we got like a half hour left to finish our story, and I'm still in like the third act. Like he hasn't, he's just met the dragon, but they haven't had their denouement yet. Like they haven't like come to a come to a conclusion. And finally, like uh, the last kid, the other kid leaves, and it's just like maybe me and like four other kids in the room, and we're all writing. And she goes, "All right, time's up." So I never get to finish my story. Me and my four kids, all, unfinished story. Wow, unfinished. That's incredibly sad. I know, just like this song. But you know, Ev, it's like I, it's like I'm erased. It's like <laughs> my work has been erased from the world. Everything is un. Uh, how do I put this? Everything is unfin. Um, everything is unfinished. You know what I mean? I didn't catch that last part. <laughs> Never mind. Not important. <laughs> um, for me. Uh, I am at the mall. Quarantine is over. And I am at the mall with my partner and... Are malls still a thing when quarantine's over? I don't know. I haven't been to a mall in probably 10 years, even before quarantine. Um, But anyway, that's where I am, my friend. And my partner is there and we're strolling our son around in the stroller. Um, Although by the time quarantine ends, maybe he's in third grade, fourth grade. Um, in any case, uh, we are there and, uh, we're dipping into he's some pushing stores. You in your, he's pushing you in your <laughs> wheelchair in because wheelchair. he is, <laughs> he is a 50 year old man and you are a 76 year old man. That is the, you honor me, my friend. Um, so, uh, so you think I'm 26? I'm, that's very sweet of you. Um, but they move on. I said like a 76 year old man. You're yes. actually 83. I look like, I don't look a day over 76. Um, Correct. My partner takes our kid and goes uh, clothes shopping. I do not like clothes shopping. And I spy a mysterious curio shop. And I think, I've never seen that shop before in this mall. So I stop in and the owner says, welcome. Uh, we have many trinkets here that may interest you. Pick any of them up and maybe one will delight you. Uh, it's just a world, a world goods. You remember those? Yes. Like they just had a bunch world of like, market. world market, world yeah. market. Yeah. Yes. No, it's not a world market. Like it's, it's like a, it's like world market, but different. It was more like dispersed. No, like, you couldn't like in world market. You can buy like beer from everywhere and like, like curios and stuff, but like you could buy like a marimba okay. or like, <laughs> sure. like this or like a, or like an African carving of a, like a bird with a big head. Yeah. Like, I just remember wondering, like these places used to, like I remember, I have nostalgia for like the malls of the '90s because they were they were more diffuse. Like and now, I feel like every mall is kind of the same. Oh, sure, like sure. you got your Hot Topics, you got your, you know, your what Neiman Marcus or whatever the fuck else is in malls. I haven't been in one in a while too. You got your GameStop, right? You got your whatever's. You got your eighty-two clothing stores. Yeah. So oh, anyway, yeah. you saw your curious oh, yeah. shop. I mean, back in the day, I would always rather have gone to Eastwood Mall than Southern Park Mall because Eastwood Mall had an arcade. Southern Park didn't. But yeah, it used to. Southern Park used to have an arcade. 
really? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Well, yes, it I did. Wasn't one of my favorite fucking places. Okay. Um, in any case, I'm in this curio shop and I pick up a little eraser. I'm going to interrupt you again to talk about the Southern Park Arcade. It was really cool. It had all my favorite games in it. And I remember my dad, when it was dad night, instead of doing like the dad surprise where he cooks like macaroni and hamburgers, he would just take us to the mall and he'd be like, here's $10, buy yourselves dinner. We'll meet at the food court with whatever you bought (laughs) in like a half hour. Just enjoy it. And I would go and spend $10 at the arcade and not eat. (laughs) Oh my God. That was dad day as he starved his child by presenting him with too many options. He, I could, I could have bought food. I chose not to. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, but then did you go to bed hungry? Yeah. Wow, that day sucked. <laughs> no, it was great. I got to play as many fucking ar- ten dollars at an arcade in the nineties, yeah, man. Yeah. You could go crazy <gasps> oh, with that. Shit, you're right. I did go to that arcade a lot. It was down in one of like the the yeah, end down wings. by like the the um fresh baked bread place, yes, like the because that's what the series. I grew my love of fighting games. They had Mortal Kombat four. They had Marvel versus Capcom. Hell yeah, buddy. You just there you unlocked go. a memory for me. Oh my god, I played achievement s- unlocked for Saker. so much Marvel versus. You've been playing way too much Xbox. Uh, okay, so anyway, I pick up an eraser and it says life eraser on it, and I say, "What is this? <laughs> that sounds horrible." And they say, "Oh yes, well the life eraser." You can erase mistakes that you've made in your life. And I say, bullshit. This doesn't work. And I, he says, oh, give it a try. You get three. And I say, all right. I wish I, uh, I hadn't. You don't, have to, you don't have to say it out loud. I prefer you didn't. <laughs> but I say, fuck you. And I say, I wish I had uh, warned my dad to watch out for pancreatic cancer. I got real <laughs> with this guy. And then he says, done. And I say, okay. And I walk out of the store. And uh, my wife uh, walks out of uh, the clothing store with um, our double stroller with our twins in it. And uh, I say, what the, what, what? And she goes, what? And I say, there are two of them. And she says, yeah, we have two children. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. And then I say, uh, okay, um, well, I don't want to take, did I change the, I changed the past and that changed my present. Okay. I don't want to erase that wish because I think it's important. And I say, uh, uh, okay, uh, I wish that. Uh, I had understood the consequences of my actions. And then suddenly my wife has uh, four children in a stroller now. <laughs> and then I say, ah, fuck. Uh, okay, I wish I'd never picked up this life eraser. And now uh, my wife uh, has... A 16 uh, Yes, <laughs> 16. She has a 16-person stroller, and she's just pushing them along. She looks like the most tired woman in the world. Uh, so this song is 16 children, but they're special because they're mine. Uh, so it's not low. It's actually rather high. Um, yeah, so it's a good song. Well, but I mean, but your scale is on from zero to infinite. I don't, listen, the last every child there <laughs> is or ever will be. So sixteen is super low for but, you. But no, 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 no. I've never rated a song that high. And in fact, with Pollywog and a Bug, I left out your son and my son. Right. So, so this is sixteen of my children in this song. So it's more oh. special. It's not as good as Polywog in a Bog. But <laughs> you didn't like it as much, but it's more special. Indeed. Yes, it is. Because it reminds me of anime, and I love anime. The end, I guess. So, Ebbo, I'm looking forward to handling more uh, more Snack Time songs. These are all fun. They're so much fun. We're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good to to go in from, like, where we're, where we're, where we're at now. Blumen. Yeah. It's a bummer. Uh, by the time this one comes out, we'll probably be on track, like, six of Blumen, which is just, like... More like blah, man. Am I right? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. All right, bud. Hey. Toads. <laughs> frogs. Disco dogs. Everyone gets one. I'll see you again in... 
Disco Snacks. dogs. <laughs> <laughs>